This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hey, listen, I don't care if you like hockey or sports. Uh, this is a really great story. It's a, from a friend, dude. Uh, this is a story about, you know, we were, me and this guy, Chris Pronger, NHL Hall of Famer who had to retire from many concussions and injuries, uh, known as a tough guy, uh, was the league's most valuable player. He's going to hate me for this. Probably 99, I think it was. It was 99, 2000 season, something like 2000, that. 2000. Yeah. But just look it up. Won the Norris Trophy. He's won the Stanley Cup with the Anaheim Ducks. An amazing career and uh, an amazing story. And, uh, you know, he he never gets too personal. And I think he, he answered a lot of the questions I've always wondered. And I think a lot of people have wondered. So we're going to get inside a hockey player today. I want to thank you all for listening. As usual, um, the show is, uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We've got a great guest coming up. And uh, always tweet me, Instagram me. Get people to keep subscribing, folks. You know, it helps. And uh, that's why we love doing this for free for you. Right? We don't charge them, do we? No, Ryan? we don't. No. We don't charge totally anybody free. a damn dime. I know. So all I ask is, hey, if you like it, get more people to listen to it and subscribe. How hard is it to say, hey, uh, mom, can you give me your phone for a second? Why? What do you want with my phone? Oh, nothing. Boom, boom. Subscribe. There you go. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Is mom Southern? I just threw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it could have been. <laughs> I'll also be at some conventions. I I don't know when this is going to air, but I'll be in New Orleans, I think, in January, and then more to come. So check that out. Make sure you listen to In Love with Michael Rosenbaum and Chris Sullivan. We've got a lot of great guests coming up on that. And let's get inside 
of the legendary NHL Hall of Famer, my friend Bubba, Chris Pronger. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. It was Mark Messier's uh, Queen Charlotte Island. It was a, it was fishing a event. charity fishing yep. event. Do you remember who was there? Uh, as in celebrities uh players like hockey players Hoc- uh it was like all the 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 oilers messier yeah. was there yeah he uh, brought a bunch of his, it was when he w- had left and was in vancouver playing uh mike when, keenan mike keenan was there uh he brought a lot of the ranger guys that had won cup he brought a bunch of new york uh business guys with him but i remember being on a boat and i got what's it called when you're out uh seasick seasick that's the word is, that, is that what that is <laughs> yep and uh i looked to what's my left the words the words are seasick and, and isaiah thomas is sitting in a boat and he is he's puking i'm puking <laughs> just a bunch and i just remember just and the rest of you guys are hammered out to sea <laughs> deep sea fishing that was a great trip though that was a great trip i remember a lot of great times we were both young you you were you were a little bit I was, I was a little, little bit older. younger. Because you're, you're, I'm two years older than you. You're 45. Yeah, yeah. I remember. You... Is that your Hollywood age, or is that? No, that's my age. <laughs> do you notice that girls, guys, they always do that? You ever? Well, you, you're married to beautiful yeah. Lauren. I was yeah. at the wedding. Didn't I play a song for you guys? You did on the guitar. Was it? Was it appropriate? <laughs> uh, everything's appropriate. Everything's appropriate with me. Yeah. <laughs> you made a nice toast at the uh, reception. Yeah. And your your dad, your mom and dad, Elia, Elia, Ayla, Ayla. I always Jim. fucked that Big up. Jim. Big Jim, you do always fuck that up. Why is that? Because it's a weird name. As someone who speaks for a living, you'd think you'd fucking <laughs> or figure it out. Memorizes <laughs> for a living. I don't memorize anything. Uh, I just always loved your parents too. Where do we meet though? Do you remember where we met? We met in St. Louis. Remember, you and Tom Arnold were doing that show, and you came in to drop the puck. That's right. We came. I don't yeah. think I was the one that dropped we, the puck because I think yeah, Tom, Tom did. I was. Yeah. I've never. You were just along for the ride. I was along for the ride, but I met you. He didn't really know much about hockey. No, but I was like, holy no. shit, dude! And that's when he was smoking cigars, if you recall. Oh, he tons. smoked about twenty cigars one night, dude. And, and Tom, I love him, but he 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 always needed a vice. Yeah. Every time he saw him, it was something else. Hey, buddy. I said, I quit smoking the fucking cigars. Now he's drinking 27 <laughs> diet cokes on a fucking plane, a forty minute flight to Seattle for a cherry. Very charitable guy, but always has his things. Got has to do. Hey, buddy. I'm like, God, how many pieces of Nicorette gum have you swallowed in the last hour? <laughs> I think you might as well smoke. How much? Because isn't Nicorette gum, isn't it giving you the nicotine? Yeah, that's the idea. He's well, yeah. <laughs> That's his one word. It's a fun. That is see, the idea. You see how Ryan just jumps in there with that? That's the idea. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we met at the uh, in St. Louis, and you were young. Dude. That was, uh, and that was. I wasn't playing. We stood. We sat up in the box. Yeah. What? what because if, it was. Were... A, I think it was a preseason game. It was. It, was it a preseason? I think game? it was. That's why I wasn't playing. Yeah. Well, you always. You never. Or rarely unless, miss maybe, games. Or maybe I was suspended. <laughs> Actually, I might have been suspended. I think you were suspended. <laughs> I want to say you were suspended. I think I was. That one game. I think I was. But suspended. then a beautiful friendship spawned. <laughs> yes. You know, and that's I met you, and I met uh, that night. I remember meeting Jeff Jeff Courtnell, and I remember meeting. uh, You know, there was Twister, and there was Jamal Myers, and there was Elvis, uh, Jamie Rivers, and there were who else was there? God, it was a whole. That that was the the St. Louis team, man. Yeah, were you on the you on the Blues more than any other team? Yeah, ten years. Ten years was it the best of times for you there? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a blast. There was a lot of good times. A lot of uh, late nights. 
I, I remember one night, yeah. me and your boy Noodles. Jamie McLennan. Jamie McLennan. We're uh, coming back from our favorite local hotspot across the river in Western Illinois uh, called Pops. Still there? Open still 24 there? 7. Still open. I haven't been there in God, I don't know how long. Uh, but it, we were in rush hour traffic going the other way. <laughs> going home at seven in the morning. <laughs> I open the door to walk out and I look, I'm like, oh my God, it's light out. My God. And they, for the players, they just love the players. They keep you guys there as long as you wanted, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They weren't kicking you out. No. Well, actually, no, I think the bar is open 24 seven. So what bar is open 24 well, seven? That one was. <laughs> Jeez, go, to, go to Illinois, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but I met you and we hit it off. We started laughing. I remember doing impressions and you were doing stuff and we just got to kick. I think we were both just young immature guys looking to have fun we're kids i remember doing urban legend you flew up to toronto yep. and everybody like josh jackson the actor you know josh yep. he was just starstruck it's it's funny because when you meet other of actors, mighty ducks fame uh, yes of mighty ducks fame and then he went on to do other things like dawson's creek and what's uh, some other stuff ryan fringe fringe you like the fringe <laughs> i didn't watch fringe did you <laughs> no. you don't know the fringe no i don't know like, apparently fringe. it was a big show yeah but I remember him being like normally, you know, if I met Jack Nicholson, I'd be like, but with with hockey players, Josh was just enamored. He's like, Pronger? I'm like, yeah. And when we became friends, you weren't like a big star. You weren't a, like a huge name in hockey. I mean, you were the number two draft pick, right? Correct. And I'm trying to remember. But you weren't like you hadn't taken off. No, no. I think I think that was the year that uh, I was up for the Norris. I think that was 97. 96 or 97. Yeah, because we, we were about to film. We were filming the Tom show, which was ranked the worst TV show in history. <laughs> it really was. It was ranked 133. In fact, I thought after you saw it, you wouldn't be returning my calls. Like I, I picked luckily the wrong actor me, to I hang out with. Luckily for me, I didn't watch it. <laughs> you really didn't. But why you, would I? You didn't watch much. I, I like what I like, and I don't think that was in my wheelhouse. And that's what why we became friends. It was doing Forrest Gump impressions. <laughs> it was talking uh, Slapshot, or it was talking stupid movies, Farley. That's the kind of mentality we were dealing with there. It was like, Baba, I got a farm, Baba. And I got you to come to Vegas to play in the uh, Jerry Brookheimer tournament, and we had Bubba jerseys, which, look at you this. Got it? I'll post this. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bubba Jr. Love it. Love it. Signed by, uh, yeah, this is 99. It's signed by you, Bubba Sr., and I believe that might be Bubba Jr. Is that uh, Wolfie? It could be. Let's see. Yeah, Scott Wolf. I don't know. But anyway, look at that. Isn't that crazy? And then I found all these other photos. Uh-oh. And this Dusting me. these off? But look at this. This is me, you and me, holding the cup in Anaheim. Yes, yeah. I'll post that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, you know, I snuck on the ice. Huh. I was with a bunch of the guys, and I, we had press passes to the locker room, but that was it. And I went up to the guy at the ice, and some people went, and I looked at the guy, I go, this is my brother. Are you really going to stop me here? And he looked at me for a long time, and I'm, I'm starting to get red, sweating. I'm like, dude, Ilya, Jim. You fucked it up Ayla, again. I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. I'm kidding. That was a joke. I know. Sean. Yeah. He's my other brother. He's your other mother. And the guy let me on the ice, <laughs> and I just started taking you know, pictures with you guys, and yeah, we'll get to Anaheim. We'll get to Anaheim. Anaheim in in Anaheim. In Anaheim. But man, we we had so much fun. I remember just in, and we're gonna get to the to to you. The nuts and bolts. I've known you so long, and I've watched your career take off. You've seen mine take off. You've seen mine plummet. Uh, you know. But, <laughs> but, 
you know, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, Laura yeah. goes, what is he doing now? I go, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what's funny is I will say this. I love this more than I think I've loved ever, anything. And, and the reason why, and I think you, you sort of became a fan of this show. You, you're, well, I don't know if you listened to it, but you were like, I want to be on there. Yeah. Which means something. And I had hurt feelings that you didn't invite me. Well, you're in St. Louis and it was wow. hard, but you're always invited. Open door. Wow. Open door policy. Open door policy. All right. All right. But listen. For this show, I've talked about it before, but for me, the letters I get, the the response from people like, I suffer from mental health, or I have anxiety, or depression, or I had this in my life. But hearing uh, actors who always think everybody thinks they have the perfect life, or sports guys, you've been through ups and downs, man. You went, you know, you were this kid, you suspended, injuries, <laughs> I mean, concussions. Jail. Jail. I mean, you've been around, and so it's like... You know, I was like, you know, now is the perfect time actually for you to come on because I think whether you're, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or an actor, or you work, you know, a regular Lawyer, nine to five doctor. job, doctor, or something less important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a podcaster, <laughs> somebody who speaks uh, on a microphone and a podcast, you know, an engineer of a podcast. <laughs> I mean, we can go down the hill here. <laughs> I love Ryan. He's going to be a huge success. And the reason I'm, you know, working with him because I know he's going to bring me along somewhere with him, you know? Huh? I mean, if you pay me, I have to pay you. To well, you got to start. Own? You got to start at some point. Oh yeah, this has been fun. But, he gets you know. paid. Don't not much, but he gets paid. <laughs> he gets paid. All right, so you're drafted number two. You're a guy that like. First of all, go back to Dryden, Ontario. Yes, take it back to Dryden. You got an older brother, Sean, who's playing. He's he's getting popular in the area from playing hockey. You're like, there's there's two of you. Two, two, yeah, two of you. Yeah. There's just you, you two. Yep, and. I mean, did you, your parents seem like they were good folks, right? Yeah. Did they kind of let you get away with murder? That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. My nickname growing up was Chaos. That's it? That's it. I um, every, every day, we either played road hockey, played hockey in the basement, played out on the outdoor rink, or were practicing or playing down at the every day. local rink. Pretty what much, else is there to do? Pretty much driving? every day. What else is there to well, do? In the summertime, then we would go swim and uh, golf. Golfed a lot. Um, just kind of fucked around like stupid kids. And did you always? You know what? We what? were allowed to be kids back then. That's the beauty of it. They just said you don't. Have, you know, come, I'd leave come my back house at eight, and I'd come home at five, and God knows what I was doing. But, and your parents never worried. He's going to take care of himself. His brother's watching him. He'll. Wow. Where are you going to go? It's a little Dryden. What are you? Where are you going to go? Yeah. What are you going to do? That's true. You, you know, might I fall think... in an ice fishing hole or something. No. There was ice fishing there, right? Oh yeah, great ice fishing. You still go ice fishing there? No. Why not? It's too cold. You got too I'm cold soft. for Dryden. You got all soft <laughs> in your I'm older soft. days because you used to want to do that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I go snow machining, do all that fun stuff. It's great. So but you're I'm yeah. too soft now. Too soft. Your parents so they let you go. Now Jim was a drinker, right? <laughs> not really no he wasn't because i always remember one story about your dad the story that of the his, olive oil that was his buddy that was don that wasn't him no that was don remember, oh. you, remember we were at dinner go ahead all right we're at dinner uh local italian joint in clayton where i lived and me and you were at dinner with my dad and his friend don and don's crushed from it's after a game don's crushed and he keeps trying to grab his drink, but really it's a bottle of olive oil for the bread. <laughs> and I keep pushing it away, go, Don, no. 
and he keeps grabbing it, and I push it away. I go, Don, no. Finally, I move it over a different part of the table, and then me and you start talking, and I kind of forget about him. And sure enough, I look over, and he's <laughs> chugging this olive oil. I'm like, oh, my God. He's chugging what? it off. What the fuck are you I doing? I never forgot. I obviously <laughs> did forget. I thought and, it was your dad. And by, the, and by the way, that night, he got up at like 4 in the morning to take a shit and broke the toilet. And somehow... Figured out a way to turn the water off. In his, he broke the toilet from. Oh, well, that makes. I don't sense. know if he like dropped down on it or leaned back too hard. The toilet fucking broke, and it, he had the wits about him to turn the water off at the bottom. Did your you and your dad ever get into any kind of altercations? Because I noticed like you're a hockey player. Sean's a hockey player. Your dad's a big guy. He's like you know. Did you ever get into things where you're like you? Hey, because I know you. I know you have you're a hothead sometimes, <laughs> and you like things done your way. Whether you're playing or whether you're a control freak, like me, at times you like things your way. Did it ever occur to you like you stepped over the line? You're like, oh, yeah, fuck that. I'm not fucking doing that, Dad. <laughs> I know that happened. I want you to tell me a story that you recall where you and Jimbo got into it. He only got mad at me twice, like where he was pissed. Where I was like, oh fuck, I'm dead. How old were you? Uh, I was fourteen, maybe. And what happened? How tall are you at 14? Uh, I was six, one, maybe six, two. So six, you one, thought six. I'm cool. No, I, got I this. just, no, I was, I did, I can't remember what I did, but he was pissed. And he came firing home and was like, fucking sat me down. I was like, I don't ever want to fucking see you do that. First time he ever swore at me, too. And really? He was so mad. Were you scared? I was just like, holy shit, I'm fucking dead here. <laughs> <laughs> I went up, got up and I stood around behind the couch so I could get out of the way. I was like, holy shit, he's pissed. But never like a smack or a no, my grab? Mom, no, my mom was usually the disciplinarian. She'd spank you. She would spank me, and then she used to hit me with the wooden spoon. But when I was eight, I clinched the old butt cheek, and the spoon broke, and I turned around and started laughing at her, and that was the end of that. I'm doing squats, bitch. <laughs> I ain't going to work no more with your fucking spoon. <laughs> no, I mean, but you're already like str a strong kid. I mean, you grew so fast. Did you know you were going to do something? Did you know? No. I, you know what? I always tell people they don't, you know, I'm super small town, middle of middle of nowhere, no internet, no friggin' nothing. You don't even know. Like I used to get the hockey digest and the hockey news once a week. That's the only hockey information I had. We only got hockey night in Canada one night a week on Saturdays. There was no other hockey games on TV, so that's it. That's why we're outside. We're outside every day. So that's why Canadians, hockey. more Canadians make it to the NHL than any other country. Well, but that's changing. That I think Canada is like 45% in the league now. What is it, Slovakia or some shit? No, the U.S. is, I think, 25%. It, it's, the, it's skewing it's more. Yeah, it's shifting. The tides are shifting. The tides. Um, so really that all you could do was go outside and play, yeah. play and, and play hockey and do whatever. Yeah, I mean, but, but you think about it. I mean, we're out, you're outside, you're being a kid, you're outside, you're screwing around with your friends. I think we had a close knit group of friends who, whom you've met that we all lived, you know, you're not like you're living too far anywhere in, in town, but we all live fairly close. We all congregated. Your parents knew where you were. They knew who you were with, you know, and they they were friends with their parents. Right. So, it, you know, it was all. It was easy. Yeah. Do you still easy have, growing up? You, easy. Yeah. But I never had any information on anybody that my age that played down in Toronto or played out in Vancouver or Calgary or any of the big Montreal, any of the big cities in Canada. I didn't know who they were. Right. I didn't know anybody. And then I went to a camp uh, down in 
I think it was Guelph. Where Guelph. Guelph. Uh, that's in Ontario. It's about an hour and a half from Toronto. And really just started to see these kids. I didn't know how good I was. I didn't know. You, know, you don't really know. You play in the local tournaments. You know, we far as we'd go is Winnipeg. You play against some kids, but you don't really know. But did anybody go that pronger kid? You know, the giant. I was. I was always from my age group. I was always the better kid, best kid on the team. Um, you know, I played up a little bit. You know, I was one of the better kids. Uh, I think being tall, you have that allure or that aura of, oh, he's big. <laughs> I was skin and bones, but I was tall. Were so, you tough? Were you always tough? Uh, I was mean. I liked um, altercations. You like? You uh, like- no, I mean, I I fought a little bit, but I didn't. I fought when I needed to, but I didn't fight all the time. I didn't. You know, I was playing so much that it's tiring. And nobody wants the- wrestling around. Like wrestling that. around. That's tiring. Did anybody did like when you were younger? Did people even did pick fights with you? They go, "I'm going to take the big guy down." Uh, yeah, sometimes. Did you, you know. ever get taken down? Uh, you got to pick your battles. I didn't. Uh, you know that a smart player will always pick his battles. One of the things that I know the best, I know who's on the ice at all times. I know who's coming on the ice. I know who's leaving the ice. I know matchups. I know who's behind you, who's I, around I you. I know everything. I know everything that's going on. Is that something that was just natural to you, or did you really have to learn that? Uh, because that's multitasking in many different ways, right? I mean, it's sense. It's awareness. You know, some of it's hockey sense. Some of it's awareness and knowing what's going on around you. Street smarts. All that shit plays into it, I think. Um, but I think just always knowing and understanding your role, understanding your matchup, understanding what you have to do to be successful, what you got to do to win. I just wanted to win. Right, you know, and there's some hurt feelings uh, at times. Were you? <laughs> but a, I just want to win. Like, were you a it. crier when you were a kid? It seems to me like you're like there's those kids uh, that are so full of anger and so full of emotion that if something didn't happen, you go fuck and you start crying. Uh not at a young age. I would fly off the handle. I would. I don't know if I cried a ton. You break your stick. You throw shit. Oh yeah, I got. Oh fuck. Yeah. Well, I remember you sh- playing hockey with uh, <laughs> you. I think it was you and Jack, your little Jack. Yeah. We have the same birthday. You and Al, him, Al McGinnis, and myself. Yeah. Al McGinnis, one of the best slap shots ever in hockey, if you want to look him up. Um, Google him. But I remember we were just taking some soft shots on goal. He was playing goalie, and if you let a fucking goal, and you go, ah, fuck. <laughs> and you'd look at me and go, don't fucking score on him. Yeah. Don't score on him, or that's <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I mean, and he's a big one now, too, huh? Yeah, he's uh, six seven. He's six foot seven, Jack? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's obviously where was he playing? He's playing basketball. He just said no to hockey. Uh, he was playing, and then it he just, was good. He was all right, and then he just you know what? He kept growing, and you know it's awkward. And he's playing high school hockey. Nope, he's not playing hockey at all. all right, he, none of them. I'm he's sorry, playing, basketball. Yeah, he's playing high school basketball. So is George, and George, George is six two now. <laughs> George was a little turd. <laughs> he's six. And what's two Ella now? doing? He might. Who, Lila? Lila. Fuck, you're fucking up every name, aren't you? I, fuck, it's hard with all these names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's probably five feet, um, doing her art and tennis, and she's the easiest of the bunch. She's an old soul. It's nice to get to, we're going to get to all the dirt and stuff, because, you know, you talk about growing up, shit, there's so much dirt. <laughs> now, dirt, when I say dirt, it's just like, you know, people, like, I wrote some shit down. Like, I, I know you, so to speak. You know, I don't know exactly how to pronounce your mom's fucking name. So but, we're tight. Uh, 
So we're te- well, you know, it's been years because we really hung out a long time, a lot, and then you and got then you, and then you got famous. No, no, no. Well, yeah, Smallville yeah. hit. That's yeah. not true. But I was in Vancouver ten months a year for seven years. Yeah, well, but then you got married, obviously, and you had a family, and you started playing, and things. You started changing the teams you were playing for. <laughs> You're playing from the. I wasn't necessarily the Blues them. to the Oilers <laughs> to the Anaheim Ducks to the Flyers. Some would say to the Coyotes, but you really didn't. <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> that's sort of true. Um, I mean, you, look, we both went our separate ways, but I was always like, man, I do miss those times, the prongs. I do miss those, you know, times with, you know, McLennan was the the coach, Joel McLennan. No, Joel Quenville. Quenville. What did I say? <laughs> Jamie McLennan. You are having a tough goal right now. We'll edit that out, huh? Hang on, let's start again. Joel Quenville, <laughs> right? Yeah. Quenville was your coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Most people that are listening to this, look. <laughs> if they're not a hockey fan, they're probably like, "Oh, McLennan is." <laughs> He's a great coach. <laughs> He's a great coach, and I love Quenville. I remember Quenville seeing me come to your some of your games on the road or whatever, and he'd see me show up to the like. You know, we go back to the hotel because we're going to go out. He yeah. look at me and go, "Hey." This is on you. Like, don't, don't you're in charge of him. Don't like, take the I'm big like, guy down. I'm like, nobody's in charge of him. I remember going to, in, in Toronto when you came up for Urban Legend. We went to a bar, and some guy was just trying to be a hothead. Some yeah. guy was just trying to go, oh, there's Chris Pronger, NHL star. He's a tough guy. He's like, yeah, fuck you. And you're like, yeah, bud, come on. You didn't, let's not do this. You were trying to do the right thing, but then you had another you know, couple couple of drinks and you're like yeah you know what fuck you buddy <laughs> fuck you you, you fuck. let's go outside and i'm like no 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 we're not gonna do this that was you know you gotta remember that was 20 26 years old no i was like 23 i think Tw- oh yeah you're younger than me so yeah you're, you're, you're a kid what i'm yeah. saying is you're a kid at the time but this guy started with you did you have that, a lot of that where guys would just start shit not with you? you know what not a ton i think as we age you figure out life you figure things out i think a lot of times early on like once I turned pro, 18, 19, 20, 21, it, it was a little awkward where people, they want to say something and it always comes out bad. Always. And, and I don't like people staring at me. So they're staring at you. They don't know what to say. So then you're like, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> you know, like they're, they're kind of, I don't know, starstruck, whatever. So you they're don't like, even know that they're just starstruck. You don't know. You think they're just well, but they're dicks. staring at you like kind of awkwardly. And you're like, what the fuck is your problem? When you're young, you don't realize. You're and like, you did a lot of that. Yeah. And <laughs> and it didn't end well. No, I never got in any fights. You never, never got in nope. fights? No. Nope. Did you always hang around other guys that would fight? No, I never, I'd never been the only, the only, and it wasn't even a fight. The only time anything like that ever the happened. brawl. The alleged brawl in Buffalo. So where, it wasn't a brawl? Because no. you got suspended. No, I didn't get suspended. You they didn't? Couldn't, they couldn't because we were, it was like mid to late March, Boston and Buffalo were fighting it out for a playoff spot. There was nine of us in the bar and they, who wouldn't... was it? Twister? No, no. This is when I was in Hartford, but there was nine of you. Yeah. Yeah. We spent the night in jail and you didn't hit one person. No, nobody on our side touched a soul. I was actually being the peacemaker. What? Well, there was freaking six bouncers coming at us and we're like, Hey, Relax. Well, they're coming here. at you. They didn't swing punch. They throw punches. They step. They're stepping forward. We'd step back. They step forward. We step back. We're like, hey, we'll leave. You they don't just want wanted to fight you. Yeah. Were Everybody. you scared? No. A little. No, because then the guy kept pushing, kept pushing. I'm like, all right, listen, stop, please stop. We'll leave. 
And then he started chirping more. And you're like, all right, finally, you're like, okay, fuck it. Let's go then. And then the cops came busting in. So they had called the cops. Cops come busting in. We didn't, there was no punches thrown on our side. We were getting maced. We're getting our, you know. They had, maced you. Yeah, the cops. The cops. You did. got maced. My, I, I couldn't figure out. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, man, why is my ear so sore? Because they started and it I burns. Turned, I turned and my whole ear was raw. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with my ear? And then I remember, I'm like, oh shit, I got maced. What, another player got, they, they, he got cuffed and then they maced him. Like it was a total disgrace. And this was in Buffalo. Yeah. Did, do you hate Buffalo to this day for that? Uh, I do. I do. She's got a bad taste in your mouth. Every time I'm there, I break out in hives. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. But you, no, I just it. I just you don't I'm like in it. In and out. I'm in and out. If I gotta be there, I'm there in my room. I I'm not going out. I'm not. I'm just. I'm done. You know what would be fun? Why don't you and I take a trip to that bar back in Buffalo and step in, <laughs> see what's happened after all these years? Hey, is that that motherfucker? You know what? You know what the funniest? Well, it's funny now, but then. We're in the bar. The bar is right across the street from the police station. They put us in police cars and fucking drove us around the fucking city, laughing and chirping us. I mean, it was. I go wow. Back. I didn't even know the cop shop was across the street. I went back there and later I'm like, Holy, what the? F-? Well, didn't they get reprimanded? Did anyone ever write an article about the police in no, uh, Buffalo? No, no. But that's pretty fucked up. They no just wanted shit. to get a rise out of you guys. Yeah, and it, they it, wanted to be in a, we didn't, a mockery. We didn't take. You. We didn't take the bait. But you still got maced. You still got arrested. Yeah. Does it still piss you off to this day? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so one of the bouncers kicked a guy and broke his toe. So who do you think got sued? And you had to pay it? No, fuck no. I and I, it was like two or three years later. All of a sudden, you get served with a lawsuit. I'm like, lawsuit for what? Pain and suffering. Guy broke his toe, cheap shotting a guy when he was on the ground, and we're gonna give him money. No. Did you have to pay for your drinks? No. Oh, good. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. And I know you probably had a lot. So then you were traded from Hartford. Obviously, everybody yeah. knows the story for Shanahan, right? Yeah. You get traded to the Blues, yep. and that's when the real. And I remember reading articles along the way, like Keenan was like, "Oh, he's impatient. He's immature." I mean, you're young. You're 24, yeah. 25. No, you I was are. 20. 20. I got tr- when I got traded there I was 20. I mean, I don't know how you do it. If you look back, it's just like, yeah, of course. Well, you know what the the funny part and the stupid part as kids and then growing up and adult and understanding a lot more. You just wish what you know now you could have known then. But why? Then you don't have those memories. <laughs> a lot of stupid funny? memories. A lot of stupid and memories. If you don't make those mistakes, you know they always say or, you know I saw what it. makes you, Michael. What? It's what makes you. It, what, it's it's what makes you. Ryan it helps mold you. Yeah, you don't look like you do much stupid shit in your life. No, you no, kind of I, like no, I, I keep a good. Yeah, you have a good head on your shoulders. Yeah, it's it's screwed on pretty tight. Yeah, it's take, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. He is. He's he's mature. And let me tell you, it hurts. It does. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Spielberg said, uh, I, "I've quoted this. He's the most immature person there is. Believe it or not, Steven Spielberg says he's the most immature, but he's incredibly responsible." And those two things, it's okay if you're yeah. responsible. Yep. If you're immature and irresponsible, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> you are fucked. Right? It's Absolutely. Because right. Sean had a, a successful career. He went to the NHL. He wrote a book. Great guy. Smart guy. Good hockey player. 
Was there any uh, brother jealousy issues ever growing up? Whatever, like he was big no. brother, and then all of a sudden you became the MVP Norris Trophy winner. No, I think when you you look at and you ask me about growing up and dried, he left when I got to high school. He left to go play junior hockey in Thunder Bay, so we didn't even go to high school together. Were you bummed? A little bit, I think. You know, where you're, you you want to have that experience, but you know there was the 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 friendly brotherly rivalry right you know where you're competing you're i'm as a younger brother you're always trying to you know i i truly believe that was a big part of my success was always playing against bigger stronger kids older kids you know you've got to keep up that scene in young blood where uh he goes out there and the (laughs) older brother teaches him how to fight yeah did that ever happen with you and uh sean No. Is that, you think that there's any truth to that scene? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Stupid question. Remember Farley? He would interview. <laughs> right? I mean, was there ever a moment where you're like, I got to learn how to fight? Did someone teach you how to fight? Did you take boxing lessons? No. I mean, you just no. knew how to throw a punch. Well, I think you. You knew to tuck your, 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 I'm a your, very, your thumb around the, the fist. I'm a very visual learner. You learn real quick how to play defense, or at least I did. Um, I don't know too many guys that like getting punched in the face. No. So there are some that do, but... Do you at all? Like getting punched in the face? Do you like punching people in the face? <laughs> it felt pretty good back in the day, yeah. Yeah. What What's one fight that you remember just in the NHL that you punched someone and, boy, did that feel fucking I, good? I fought Todd Simpson in Calgary one night. This is 96. It might have been my big year. I'm trying to think where he was cock, cocking off and... What was he saying? I don't know. He just acting tough and it was, we were in a big scrum and i don't i don't necessarily think he thought i was gonna fight so we, there was two fights going on i was one of them there was another one going on and i was like all right well, well then let's go he was acting tough and i'm like okay let's go then and boom gloves came off i'm like i'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait for him so then i dropped my gloves he's like oh my god you suckered me i go i did not i go you you wanted to fight i said let's go then was it one punch? No, 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 no. It was a good fight. I, I hit him with a good laugh that kind of buckled him. I think it kind of surprised him because he tried to switch, and then I switch and hit him first with my left. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. Railroad. Do you think that uh, you know, a lot of times players in, in the NHL especially, people don't understand this, but like, I hate hockey. The fight, it's so stupid. I'm like, you don't understand. You have to be a part of it. It's imagine being as intense and competitive as you possibly can and the hits and this and that. And something happens and you can change the the outcome of a game by getting the crowd into it, getting it. And, and you get into this fight. And then afterwards, even though it seems like these two people hate each other, is, isn't it true that hockey players can go to a bar and go, hey, what's up? You know, I, th- I think... When fighting is about emotion and the mental and physical aggression that trying to win at all costs and, you know, your your anger gets the better of you and you're like, all right, fuck it, let's go. You know, those are the ones where you, you just can see the passion between the two guys and you're like, okay, I get it. The stage fighting I was never a big fan of. It, you know, it didn't really serve a, too much of a purpose. Um, you know, and then there, obviously, you get the guys that need to come out and be like, hey, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> the big boys come out and go settle down and you're like okay and you can just feel the temperature just okay <laughs> things are calming down just a teensy bit um but you know you two guys battling in front of the net or in the corner and you know all of a sudden you hit the guy either too hard or you punch him in the back of the head or 
you know, whatever, you stick them in the groin, yeah. uh, slash them behind the knee. You got to wear, wear the double cup. Yeah, prongers whatever, whatever. Something happens and, you know, then it's, you know, it's all about the emotion and, and aggression of that particular moment. Well, some people would say, hey, Pronger's one of the dirtiest players that ever lived. I Listen, I wanted to win. That's it. So if people have a problem with it, my teammates didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> of course they didn't. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's again, you're one of those guys where you, people love to hate you, but they want you on their team. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with it. Chippy. Yay, Chippy, yes. Did your coaches ever say, Prongs? <clears throat> I need you in this game. Well, keep the stick down. Well, and that goes back to fighting and some of the, you know, stuff. I'm like, yes, the coaches would be like, hey, we we need you on the ice. You know, starts get chippy and like, hey, don't get into a fight or don't do this. There are moments where they try to curtail your aggression, uh, you know, depending upon the game and situations, et cetera. But um, for the most part, no, they, you play how you play. And, you just got to kind of live with it. Yeah. Did you ever feel like I lost the game for us tonight? No. I got that penalty. No. With three minutes left. We had the chance. I got the penalty. Did no. You ever, were you no, ever hard because on you know what? You're gonna. You're gonna. There are gonna be moments where you take those. But if we're winning the game or a tie like that, I'm not necessarily looking for something like that. You know, trying to catch a guy coming across the middle, or I'm not trying to take a guy out in the corner too hard. If you do um, something, it's an accident trying to save somebody from yeah, scoring a breakaway yeah, goal. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But I never, I never. I would leave a game if I didn't. If I thought I didn't play good, I'd be pissed off at myself. And you know, I think as I aged, I learned to leave the game and that game at the rink. But early on in my career, man, I'd friggin' there'd be games that would last a week where I'd be like, "Fuck, I, I didn't play very good." And I've already played three more games since then. What that is, is that's a little anxiety. You you, you had anxiety. Oh, 100%. I mean, how did you deal? Did you, I guess, drinking, right? <laughs> I guess you'd go after a game and you want to get a I drink. Didn't, you know what? I didn't, I really didn't drink a ton during the season. You know, you'd get, you'd get the three days in between games. And obviously there's a flashing green light after that last game. You got three days off. So you're going to have time to recover. You're going to go have a good time. Right. Um, but I really I picked my my spots, and uh, I I really didn't drink a ton during the season. Did you did you uh, or were you intimidated of any? There was was there one player or a couple players in the league when you played them? You're like fuck, like intimidated in a sense that they're too good, they, or they're too or, big. or they're gonna get they're gonna get around me every once in a while. Uh, or, or or no no I didn't. I think you you go into those situations with the awareness of how good they are, and with the uh, idea of pre-scouting you know back again this is before the ridiculous amount of video that these guys do no, now you were just watching tape i'm watching yeah i'm watching tape or i'm watching highlights and seeing the different moves that they have so that hey okay oh i just saw him make this so when he cuts this way he's gonna try this move you're just banking all this stuff up in the old rolodex up top and uh you know should you should you get into that situation you have an idea of the different moves that they can make or or try on you and Usually, uh, usually you're going to be able to stop them. But there was moments where you're like, holy fuck, this guy's pretty good. Who was players that you just thought, wow, these guys are, are great. These are great. They're hard to play against. I don't look forward to playing against them. Or maybe you did. Yeah, I, I like playing against. I mean, 
that's where you kind of test yourself. That's I like playing. That's like playing with the uh, bigger guys back when you're younger, right? Like you want to test yourself. You want to. You're only going to get better playing against the best players. But who are they to you? Who were the players well, that, that you thought well, were the best? No, they they were at the time. You know, you look at the Russian five. I, I'm actually Detroit, in. God I'm in God. that. Uh, I think it's the Red Army or the Russian one of those movies that they just made. Yeah, for uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I think it's the Red Army one. I'm in there, just getting worked over. <laughs> really? Tic tac, tic tac toe. I'm like, fuck. Why do you pick that clip? Yeah, Take, I'm still thinking t- about the game. Can you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, fuck. I remember that. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so those guys, especially I remember when the Blues could never get past Detroit. Yeah. I remember going to those games. I remember with no time left, McGinnis for the Blues fires that slap shot, I think from half ice, and it goes in and ties the game. And you guys just got so close with those fucking Red Wings, but you couldn't get them, right? How frustrating was that? Uh, it was a thorn in my side. It was it, 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 those, those losses, especially when you see them to go on and win, grinds on you you're always and you're always getting the questions what's wrong with you guys why can't you beat them why can't you do this why can't you You know that everybody's always second guessing everybody's a fucking armchair quarterback (laughs) fuck so true oh my god it's because it's oh by the way because it's so fucking easy it's It's so so easy to win it's so easy to win why don't you just do that oh really why don't you learn how to fucking skate I'm I'm doing what you do on skates on a thin blade on ice Speeds of over 40 miles an hour. <laughs> you fuck. It's an incredibly hard sport yeah. and intense, and you're playing at high speeds, the best athletes in the world, and you're going down to the wire. And what sucks probably for you is, like, you knew that if the Blues would have won those games or won that series, they probably would have won the Stanley Cup 100%. or had a good chance. Yep, absolutely. And that's what hurts the most. Yeah, and we had some really good teams. It's oh, uh just yeah, they they the losses eat me up more than the wins. Oh, of course. I mean, you, you, I mean, there's nothing better than winning. I just hate losing more than I love winning. It hurts more to lose than it does feeling great to win. Yeah, that's my mindset. And other people, you know, they can slough off the losses. It's easy for them, and just for me, it was never easy. How grateful are you? Are you able to be grateful? Has it taken time to take a step back? I once read something. There was an article in Sports Illustrated or something about you a couple of years ago or whatever. And how you went through such a hard time because, you know, you had the concussions and you had the eye injury. You went through fucking hell with the eye thing. I mean, hell. I know how bad you wanted to get back. I know how, you know, how hard you fought to get back. But, you know, you had a limitation. Yeah. There's something that, you know, just yep. was this is life. Yep. And when, how hard was it to finally accept that? Did you have to go through therapy? Did you have to, like, where you say, hey, I'm fucking, like, you're hurting your family inadvertently? Were you a pain in the ass to be around? Were you miserable? The first year, when I first got hurt, I remember, like, three or four days into being hurt, I was sat in my room in the dark for nine days. And, you know, I'd try to get up, take a leak in the middle of the night. I'm falling into walls. I'm all over the place. Well, why? (laughs) Just, like my head i couldn't concussion yeah i just couldn't catch my bearings how scary is that well at the time you're not you're probably a little bit out of it but you're you're also just trying to get back so you i just always used to push you know my knees sore. well you don't worry about it you know oh my head's sore. well just don't worry about it you know you just try to push this stuff aside ice and, down after the game you'll be yeah, fine yeah throw a little ice on it whatever rub some ointment on it <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be good. You're fine. Um, 
you know, and I just always had that old school mindset of mind over matter. Just fucking don't worry about it. It's not, it'll, it'll go away or, you know, it always has gone away before it'll go away. You know, I get my bell rung a few times. It always went away. You know, it just, this one just kind of stuck there and hung around and hung around. And what year was this? Uh, 2011. 2011. Yeah. It just wouldn't go away. Well, I just, I was getting nauseous and driving my, I had to drive my car at night with shades on because the lights coming at me bothered the living hell out of me. So I'm driving around my car in my shades. <laughs> so you can't even think of playing no, in a fucking and I arena. Used to go, and I used to go over the bridge, over to the game rink, and, you know, I used to get so freaking nauseous, just the... Bum, 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 you can bum. remember it now. Oh. I, could, I could see you feeling it. Awful. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just start and get sick to your stomach, and then your head gets all fucked up, and, like, oh. and then you're showing up at the rink, you're like, I'm going home, fuck this. You know, like ultimately when I, when I told, you know, when I went to see the doctor and they're like, oh, you're done. He said that. Yeah. He's like, the f- what, he's you, like, what? how the fuck are you playing? <laughs> Cause I, I was playing. So I came back and I played five games and then I was off. Well, I mean, I just wasn't myself. And, and I was nauseous on the ice. I was a little nauseous on the bench. You know, my l- eyes were, the bright lights were bothering me. I had a headache. You know all the all the symptoms, but again, I was just like, eh, fuck it, it'll go away. And it, I was actually getting worse, not better. And it was bothering me more and more. Finally, I told the trainer, I go, something's wrong. I gotta fucking see the doctor. So the doctor, and I see the doctor, and she's like, well, we gotta send you to Pittsburgh and go see the concussion guy. And I get there and I see him, and he's looking at my file, and you know, you fill out the forms. How many concussions have you had? I'm like, I don't fucking know, hundred. When you think about it, when you're a kid, you're banging your head on the wall. Well, that's, you know, when you're seeing stars, you start trying to understand what is a concussion, what is the medical term, and what is the medical diagnosis of what is a concussion. There's so many different, right. I'm seeing stars. You know, think about back to when you're I blacked a kid. out. I blacked I... out. I'm seeing stars. I got a stinger. I got a, you know, you know, I got hit one night in LA here. Friggin' two bright lights. Right? You would never know it was an innocuous hit. Just hit me in the jaw, kind of coming across. Really quick? It was quick. We both fell. And then you were fine? I was I was right beside our bench. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, my God. As soon as I opened my eyes, fucking two bright lights coming out. And like, Thank God I was right beside the our bench. I just stepped onto the bench, sat down. I called the trainer. I go, oh, dude, I got two bright lights. You know, this is like mid-90s. Then he's like, oh, okay, well, are you, can you play? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I can just, I sat back in the rocking chair <laughs> and just kind of used my peripheral vision and looked, kind of lifted my head up so that the bright lights weren't straight ahead where everybody was. I just kind of lifted my head up. Jesus. <laughs> and you weren't shit. scared at all. Well, Something like that but happened you don't, to me. I'm out. But you don't know any fucking better. Yeah, that's what you've been doing. And that's, I play hockey. That's what I do. And, you know, you're, you know, I think it was in the playoffs. So you're just playing. You're not really paying attention to a lot of that stuff. I mean, that's terrifying. Like, I'm hearing this and like, but but when you went to that doctor for the first time, or not the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. So to get back to that, yeah. he, he he looks at my file and he looks at, kind of looking at me, checking me out. And he comes back. He's like, how, how are you playing? You, you were just, you just played? I go, yeah, I played five games. He's like, what the hell were you doing? <laughs> you should not be playing. I go, huh? Okay. I mean, ever. I'm like, what? He's like, you you can't play anymore. You're done. 
Just like that. Well, because you look at Mike. Well, you're kind of like, well, you know, we'll see. You know, you're like, ah, we'll see. Was there a part of you that goes, my God, I think he's right. What if he is? Well, when you never really go through your whole file, you're not going through all your. At this point, I've had 13 surgeries. On your eye? No, no. 13 surgeries on my Oh, your knee. My body, my back, my knee, my wrist, my hand, all the different things, my foot, all the different stuff. And you're like, okay. You're looking at that, and your fucking file's like this thick. And you're like, hmm, yeah, maybe this time. <laughs> I don't know. Do I really? Can my body really take this pounding? Can it really? And do you, know, you want your to? Head, well, now your head's all fucked up, and you're like, my eye was fucked up. My head was fucked up. Where is it going to end? You know, and now Lauren's like, what are you thinking about here? I'm like, I don't know. And then the doctor, it's almost like he did me a favor. It's like, you're done. And then, and then, you know what? And then Ed Snyder, the owner of the Flyers, you know, his, uh, his son-in-law is a doctor. So he shows him the file and the son-in-law's like, how's it, how's this guy playing? He's like, this guy can't play. He had the same diagnosis. He's like, Jesus. oh my God, this guy can't play anymore. And Ed, the owner is probably thinking. Awesome. No, he was awesome. He, awesome. he wasn't saying shit. He's got four more years. No, he was awesome. He was the best. Health is wealth, my friend. He was the best. He was like, then you're done. You're done. You know? Did you was... did you get emotional? Do you think you ever have you still uh... yet? Has it hit you even like? Look, I know you. You're the kind of guy that look. I, I don't cry in front of people. I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> only at, I, only at only at your movie premieres. Yes. Well, afterwards. When... <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, fuck! I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Why did you have to deal with it? But let me ask you something. I know you, Prongs. You're a tough guy, and I got a little surprise a surprise for you here in a second. But uh, the guys that know you, the guys that have seen you, you're, you're tough as nails. You're giving. I remember just going to the um, the All Star, the NHL All Star game with you. Afterwards, you got jerseys for everybody signed by everybody. You got me the Team Canada jersey signed. You threw it to me. You threw it to your dad. You threw it to your friends. You got them all signed. You went in there. You're the you're a giving guy. You're always there. You're fucking. You're funny. You're impatient as fuck. <laughs> but, stubborn. But I yes, yeah, stubborn as fuck. Yeah, the most stubborn. But I've just never seen you. You know, and maybe you do this behind closed doors. I just can't even with Lauren. It's probably hard. You're just a tough. You're you've grown up to be tough. You're six foot six. You're a fucking. You're like, you know, when Quint is talking about the shark and Jaws, he's like, <laughs> he's an eating machine. He's a fucking. You know, his eyes roll over black. He's had lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes. You know. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking thinking. And I'm looking at you. Is there ever a moment where you, the superhuman prongs just goes, I don't know. For me, it's like watching a Rocky scene from the movie Rocky in my basement alone. And just like the tears start coming and I get the emotions out. Or is there ever an emotional moment where you cried to Lauren or you cried and said, I just, I, I need to let this out. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I never felt sorry for myself i had a long career i had i did everything that i could you know at the same said sydney crosby was going through the same thing at the same time and you try to compare and at the time you're like he was 24 or whatever he was and you're like at that age you're like that's a lot to be given up yeah. you know because pe- people were talking about, well maybe you should retire maybe i'm like oh that's uh time's up it just like it that it is you know there are moments where you're sitting at home and you're watching the game and you're like fuck if I was there, that if I was there, that wouldn't happen. Or if I was there, we would have won that game. Or you know, you ever you, look back though, and like you'll watch a clip from Anaheim when you're holding the cup up and brings tears of joy to your eyes. Uh, you know what? More relief. 
relief that you're finally able to to win it. You know, because every player, like think about Ray Bork at forty, every player. That's what they want. They're, to win. they're all, but it's the holy but, grail. But the whole world gauges you on. Well, how many cups does he want? Well, not everybody has a chance to play with the Red Wings in the nineties or play with the friggin' Blackhawks. They're like, it's rare. It's rare. So you get guys. Oh my God, he's a five time or play with the Oilers in the eighties. Like, uh, holy fuck! How many did they win? Six, five, five, five. They should have won six. Remember them one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was more a sense of relief that oh, that's one I can knock off the list where you're like, cause it's so fucking hard to win. Yeah. So much has to go right. You got it. There's a little bit of luck, you know, the injury bug and, and all the different things that kind of play into it. The goal, your goalie's got to be hot. You got to get timely score. I mean, there's just so many pieces to the puzzle. Our goalie's cr- really crazy. Would you see every goalie you've played with? They got to be a little crazy, yeah. right? Well, you have to be. Grant Fuhrer was crazy. Yeah. Right. Who the fuck wants to stand in front of, I, you know, it's so funny. You're like, I would never want to be a goalie, but yet I'll stand in front of, a hundred mile an hour slap shot to block it. But I'm not putting on those fucking pads. And That's right. It's just, I find it amusingly odd that I'm okay with that, but I don't want to go in there with all that shit on. Well, let's go to that. You, uh, was I at that game? No, I don't think I was at that game. I was at one of those games in that series. It was with Detroit where the heart stopped. You got hit in the chest with a puck. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, and by the way, my listeners, most of them, they're not, I wouldn't say doctors. fans. Are they doctors? They might be doctors. Okay. Do you know what it's called? The medical term for what happened to me is called commotio cordis. Commotio cordis. Commotio cordis. It happens a lot to little league baseball players where the guy's standing at third or the pitcher and they get hit with a line drive and it hits them right in the heart. And what happens is their heart stops. My heart, so I blocked a slap shot. It hit me right on the heart. My heart skipped one beat. One. One. And I, that's all it took. You just collapsed. That's how much oxygen and how much shit happens in your body with one heartbeat. In a split second, I got hit down. I got hit and I'm like, fuck that hurt. And I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, you know, I go down cover the puck and I'm like, do not let these fucking people see you on the ground. So in my head, I'm like, okay, get the fuck up and get to the bench. And I kind of stumble up and black out. And I, in the video, you can see me stand up, and I start going towards the Ugh. bench, and then boom. Thank God I had my hands in front of me, or I would have did the Kevin Stevens and face plan and broke my face. But I kind of crumbled down on the side and uh, hit my ear a little bit. Another ear one where I woke up, and I'm like, fuck, my ear's sore. Somebody maced <laughs> me while I was on the fucking ice? Is that Todd Simpson? What the fuck? <laughs> so, and then I remember waking up, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, holy fuck. I'm in the middle of the rink. I'm looking up at all these Red Wings banners, and I'm like, I look. This is a playoff game. Yeah. What and game then, is this? This is a game two. And then I then I look down, and my jersey's cut open. My shoulder pads are ripped apart, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over in our bench. I'm looking. Holly's crying on the bench, and everybody's like, the whole Brent place. Hall, Brett Hall. Yeah, the whole place is like silent. You could hear a pin drop, and I'm just like, what the hell? And then, and then I'm not married at the time. My parents are at the game. Oh, would uh, uh, Mrs. Pronger, would Chris's wife please come down to the to the Zamboni entrance? Because they had the ambulance there for me. And I'm listening. I'm like, huh? I'm not married. It's my parents. <laughs> so <laughs> Hold on. Remember? How old of this am I? I got married already? <laughs> I mean, I was at that wedding. It was soon after. I mean, you, you could have died like that, right? So... Most kids, when they get hit, they die. 
because their heart's not formed long enough. They're not strong enough. They die. I just happen to, I don't know. You got so lucky. a lot of, yeah, a lot of people, but again, to go back to, you know, talking about playing hurt, whatever, I'm fucking dumb. I'm 22 or 23 at the time. I'm dumb. I don't know anything. I go, I go into the hospital. They put a heart monitor on me. They, they watch my heart for 24 hours. They watch my heart for 24 hours. I fly home. I'm in my freaking suit and my run and my dress shoes. Get on a treadmill with the heart specialist in St. Louis. I get on this treadmill and I start walking and she's monitoring my heart and she goes, yeah, okay, you're good. So I, I played that night. The next night, it was two nights later. No, that, yeah, well, yeah, I was in the hospital, again. skipped one day, and then played that next night. And here's Chris Pronger, just two <laughs> nights ago, a, st- a stunned audience here in Detroit <laughs> as a 97-mile-an-hour slap shot hit him in the chest, and he collapsed to the ground. His heart skipped a beat, and folks, when that happens, it's called... Commotio cortis. And boy, was that a frightening moment. <laughs> Dude... So you've been through hell, and the, with the eye thing, the concussions, because the eye thing's a separate thing. Yeah. I remember going to see you after a game. I remember, I'm not going to say this guy because he's an owner of one of the, uh, he's now the GM of, don't say his name, GM of one of the uh, uh, the NHL teams. Yes. But he was like the joker in the in the, yeah. in, the, in, the in one of the locker rooms and one of the teams you played. And he used to take, uh, in the showers, he'd take a bar of soap <laughs> and he'd swipe one of the guy's butt cheeks and go, oh, my ATM's not working. The ATM card. They're like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> oh, I remember being in there and just it was just chaos. People laughing and joking. It, just, it seems like today more people, are, uh, players are more serious. Because I'm, I'm friends with uh, some of the guys. I don't really go to a lot, ton of hockey games, but... Uh, I remember, for instance, the Blues going in the locker room after, like, yeah, but come fucking down. No one gives a shit. Come down there, and it's like Rudy Pocek, and it's fucking <laughs> the old guys. And Pav- uh, 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 Dimitra. Dimitra, God bless him, man. Uh, that was a fucking horrible story. Yeah. He, he he was a tremendous player. He's from, was it Russia or Slovakia? Slovakia. Slovakia, one of the best players in the Blues, right? He was yep. a scorer. Yep. And he just uh, he was playing in uh, overseas, and his plane crashed, and he died, like, what, five years ago? Just a travesty, but back nine years ago. Oh man! But I, yeah, I just remember the locker room just filled with joy and fun and life, and you know, I guess that that's probably hard. You, yeah, you there, that are, there are there. Yeah, I, I, but you think... always like had ice all over your body. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was so uncomfortable. You had like Ryan. I'm not talking just like an ice pack, like us pussies like wear on our neck. Oh my neck! You know, I've had some surgeries. These guys were like they had these. They have these cold things. What are they called? The cold. Uh, uh, dips, the oh the tubs, cold the tub. t- cold tubs. They just sit in there for like fifteen twenty minutes of on ice. They have ice wrapped around each body part. Every game, every game. Did you hate that? You get used to it. You just it was routine. It's maintenance, yeah. And you I, had to do I, it. I all I, I, I put ice bags on both my knees every day, even when you're not playing. No, well, practice every day. I heat them up every day and I cool them down every day. Did you ever? Uh, you like Quenville, right? Yeah, he was great. Yeah, great coach. Went on to win with the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, by the way, how happy were you? Of course, I, I remember talking to you. But when the Blues finally won it, I mean, yeah, I know you great. wish you were on the ice yeah. then, but you. It's great for the city. Great Fifty-two for the years. City, right? Fifty-two years. Fifty-two years. Yeah. It, uh, that was an emotional day, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was just great to see a lot of lot of longtime fans, a lot of a lot of great people. Well, you come live there through. still. Yeah, a lot of great people come through the organization. All that that are still a part of it. And, and, uh, you know, I think just to see the, 
Yeah, it's a baseball city. It's you know, obviously the Rams left. Just the emo the emotion. And and you know what? To see the city show as well as it did after winning, nobody burned anything, nobody fucking trashed anything. Everybody just got drunk. That's it. They just had a great time. Right. Hey, uh, we played in this uh the alum you just got uh inducted to the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. Three years ago? Uh four years ago. Four years ago. You're inducted into the Hall of Fame. Congrats, my friend. Thank you. Fucking Thank you. brilliant. We played in the, it was an all-star game. It was a Legends game before the all-star game. It was me, yeah. you, and a bunch. I was so honored to be able to play. And this is like Dennis Oh, Lippard. that was the top 100. Top 100 Hall yes. of Famers. That you were, yes. yes. And I got to play in that. Yes. And uh, you, were ne- not, you were okay. You were okay. Yeah, it was all right. But, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny as Bieber was in the locker room with me. And he's like, hey, man, you're on Smallville? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. How is that girl? Kristen Crook? Yeah, Lana? Yeah, she was really pretty. And I was like, yeah, she was. I got to kiss her. He's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. So let me ask you. This is the, I want the right, real answer. Okay. Before you played, were you like fucking Justin Bieber, the fucking little twerp? I don't like this no. fucking kid. Or were you like indifferent? I didn't care. And then afterwards, you had a little more respect for him. What was it? Uh, no, I didn't really care one way or the other. I was just having fun and... He was out there trying to score goals, so we were like, "Fuck that! He's not scoring here." <laughs> yeah. He really wanted to score badly. He and by the way, the fucker never passed. No, because he wanted to score so I, bad. I got so pissed. All the guys on the on the on the uh, on the on the bench, I was playing with like the best. What's his name from the Oilers? Uh, McDavid. McDavid's like Jesus, <laughs> and he's the nicest guy. He doesn't say a fucking word. He's like, man. Shh. I haven't seen that guy pass a puck once. But it was great. Gretzky was coaching us. Lemieux's coaching your team. I mean, it was a treat. That yeah. was a lot. Of, did, were you? Do you? That's you, the last time I had a pair of skates on. Was it painful for you? No. Did you no. have any kind of pain or? No, it was fun. Because I, you know what? The only reason I played was three weeks before that, I played the Alumni Winter Classic in St. Louis. But now so you're done? I, done what? Playing? Are you done playing? I, for fun? I haven't put my shit on since. Would you do this? Be honest. If I book the ice next time you come in town, just me and you and maybe a goalie, just go out there and pass around and shoot. Not a fucking chance. Why? Because I don't skate. It hurts my knees. Like bad? Yeah. They're bone on bone. And the angle with the skates, it's... it's can you fix hurts. that? Yeah, I can get new knees. Why don't you get new knees and then we'll play? <laughs> then I'll book this. Then I'll be able to skate with <laughs> you. Don't... Let me go endure that so I can skate All with right. you. All right, listen. I got a little surprise for you. I asked a couple of the guys. It was last minute. Right. But I had a couple of guys call. Hey, Rosie. It's Jammer here. Jamal Maris. You're calling about prongs. I hear you're... Uh going to interview the big bitch on your podcast. I do have a couple things you should bring up. I'll go quickly. One is I was his roommate for five years, and he was always at the head of the curve of stuff. So he started drinking these protein shakes and just had the worst ass in the world. Would absolutely destroy the room. Clearly his body was not processing the protein well, and I was the... Uh, unfortunate person that had to sit in that room. Uh, next thing is, ask him about his special MVP season. Not only did he win the league MVP, the Hart Trophy, but he won the Norris. Not sure if anyone's ever done that. Maybe Bobby Orr was a special year. He controlled games from the back end. You know, I hate giving him a compliment, but he was uh, unbelievable that year. Ask him, ask him about... Uh, when I showed him about his Amex points, he had no idea that you could buy things with Amex points 
I was so proud. I had 120,000 Amex points, which is a dollar per point. And he looked up his account. We made him an account. And he had 1.8 million <laughs> points. Could have bought himself a house with Amex points. Uh, I was a little jealous, so it was pretty funny. And then uh, I also thought it was pretty funny that uh, Pongs was, as you know, really mean on the ice. And I always found it funny on the ice with him when he would make grown-ass, tough hockey players show fear and apologize to him. And he would respond with the fact that he is not afraid to take a suspension. He loved that line. He would tell guys all the time, I'll take a suspension on you. And uh, But uh, he's a fun guy to be around. A lot of people realize, you know, think that he's so serious all the time. But he was, he liked to joke around. And uh, very few guys love the game as much as him. So... Um, I learned a lot about being a leader from him. But, uh, yeah, you can rip on him about those couple things. <laughs> Hope you're well, buddy. Have a good talk. Later. I mean, obviously these guys have a lot of love and respect for you. You probably don't talk to a lot of these guys much anymore. Yeah, I see I see him once in a while. I, ca- I catch up, uh, you know. You know what it is? When when you got friends, it's like me and you. You pick up where you left off. Is it true? You don't, you don't if, you're, if you're really good friends with somebody, you don't have to talk to them every day. You catch up when you can catch up, and you you pick up text right, here. A little you pick here. up right where you left it's off. It's the people who get really like you know. Some, I have some family members or some friends who are just like, oh, you don't call me back. Oh, you don't do this. Yeah. And it gets like it's like hey, you know, it's not because I don't very love sensitive. You. Yeah, yeah. People get sensitive. Yeah. So I only felt bad. So to Jammer's point, I only felt bad for half a second once. We were playing L.A. Remember Big Steve McKenna. Oh yeah, it's like six nine or big, whatever. Big he was. guy, yeah. And he was trying to run around and be an idiot. He was more of a fighter, right? Yeah. He and he's trying to run me, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And 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 to his point, I'm like, stop fucking coming near me, or I will fucking stick you right in the eye. <laughs> and he looked at me. I go, I'm not fucking kidding. And so the play goes on. You know, we change, and he's kind of looking at me. All of a sudden. He's back. I don't know why he was on the ice when I was out there, but whatever. He was on the ice, and I went. The puck went near him. I don't know how, and I went to lift his stick, and I missed. And I fucking hit him right on the eyebrow. Almost took his eye out. And for like a half a second, I was like, "Oh!" And then I was like, "I fucking told you. <laughs> I fucking mean? told you I was gonna get you." <laughs> what did he do? He was like, "Holy fuck! This guy's fucking mad." <laughs> for like half a second, I caught myself. I was almost like, "Oh, sorry." And then I was like, yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> hey, look, I could talk to you for fucking ever. This is already awesome. But I, I want to finish with this. You're a family guy now. You're a dad of three. Yes, sir. You're, you've been a husband for, I'm going to I'm gonna say 21 years. It is uh, almost 19. 19 years. Yes. You're, okay, you're married in. Uh, 01. 01. I thought it was earlier. What do you do? How, how do, you, do you do things differently than your parents did where they let you just kind of... It's a different world. We it live is, in. It's a different, it is. And it's a different a, country. <laughs> and it's a different... It's a different know. world, different country, different uh, everything. Right. So what do you do? How, how hard is it to be a dad? How lenient on, are you on them? Do you uh, make sure they understand how to be grateful to you? I mean, do you ever yeah, talk to them? You know, about, hey, we, talk, we talk about that stuff. Being grateful and appreciative for what we have, for what we're able to provide them. Um, you know, I think for us, I mean, we're pretty, ha- we're very hands-on parents. We're 
we, you know, while I might be out here right now, but we're, we're, we're around a lot. <laughs> we're <laughs> do, around a lot. Do you say, do you honestly, do you say, Jack, I love you, buddy. I love you. Yeah. Do you say I love you to your kids? Yeah. Is it easier to say it to the girl because you're a tough guy, so a little daddy's girl? <laughs> no. Hey. No, I tell all of them. You do. Yeah, I love I you. Do. Yeah. You say, hey, I love you, little fuck. Do you have to add something to it? You say, I <laughs> no, love you. I can say it. <laughs> you can? You know, every night, you know, when I put them, we put them to bed. You say to Lauren, I love you. Do you give her a kiss goodnight? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> when she's not sick you're the kind of guy that when you get any kind of affection i think like me i'm 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 not the most affectionate guy in the world yeah me neither but it's hard it's because it's hard for me and i try but i have to be really comfortable and i have to i don't know i just don't feel comfortable for some reason maybe because yeah. i saw the dysfunction with my family my whole life <laughs> yeah. so i don't want to do this so when it does happen it's probably a really nice thing you know lauren's probably like oh chris uh, did that and he gave me a kiss on the cheek i'll I guess that's good for the next three years. <laughs> is that sort of how it is? Uh, no, I think you try to. <laughs> Where I have a problem is when I'm told to do it. Yeah, nobody wants to. No. Well, then I'm like, you could be they... more attached. No, when she tells me, you have to do this, I'm like, I don't have to do fucking anything. <laughs> you, you can't tell me to do it. Now you ruined it. Now you ruined it. I was going to do it. Were you going to do it? <laughs> See, here's the I thing. I was going to do it. That's the thing. If you were like putting it in the calendar, be nice to Lauren and the kids <laughs> on April 4th, that's different. Because you never, she doesn't, she doesn't know if you're going to ever do it. She's like, hey, you know, but you know. Note the, to self. Well, it does go a long way. I'll tell you what. It, little things go a long way. Like I have a difficult time talking to my mother. I love her, but I don't like her. Um, <laughs> I don't. She knows it. But you know, sometimes I called her on her birthday. <laughs> And I talked to her for a good twenty minutes, and yep. I and I gave her undivided attention. I didn't I didn't veer off and and look, look at the TV and sports. And I said, you know what? I'm going to talk to my mother on her birthday, and uh, I'm going to ask her how it was and let her talk. And no matter how annoyed I get, I'm going to stay with it. Yeah. At the end, I said, all right, well, mom, I got a couple of meetings, and I, I I really enjoyed talking to you, and I want you to know I want you to have a happy birthday, and I love you. And that was it. And it was for her. Yeah. And it also felt good. Yeah, it felt good. So I'm just saying, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you can just every once in a while, it does help. A little act of kindness, a little yeah. act of gratitude. Yes, those things fucking go a long way. They do. Do you ever yeah. say it to your parents? You ever yeah, say it? once in a while? Yeah, they're getting old now. Yeah, well, uh, when they can hear me. <laughs> are they both deaf now? <laughs> are they? Well, they were deaf when I knew. My them. dad is pretty well, and my mom is deaf in one ear. Your dad's completely deaf. Pretty much. Does he know sign language? He's uh, no, he reads lips, and he can hear kind of. Uh, but he's going to get the cochlear ear implants. And it does work? It's supposed to help. I don't know. We're going to find out. That'd be nice, huh? Yeah. So if that works, then he can hear again. But you make a joke, you got to say it four fucking times. It's no longer funny, and now you're annoyed. Yeah. You know, it's... it's just think about it for him. How well, about no. it suck So every him? time, you know, me and my brother were talking, I'm like, just think how mad we get, how painful it is for him, knowing that you're getting pissed off that he can't fucking hear you. Yeah. And you know what? This is, could be a job for the bartender. Yeah. For McLennan. Yeah. You have him come along with you. You tell a joke, and then you ha you leave. McLennan stays there with your dad. <laughs> he gets some drinks, and he tells him the joke for the next five minutes. That's what he does. There you go. Fuck. I always have an open-door policy in St. Louis, right? I could always come and yeah. stay with you. Yeah. I you still live in the same I place? I got a room for you. You still have that golf game in the basement? No, no. I got a new place. Is it nicer? It is. And you're working for the Florida Panthers. Yes, sir. And what, what you're scouting? Senior advisor to the GM. So I kind of do everything. So if I ever want to go to a game, it's easy. Yeah, just call me. But you have to pay for away games, right? Hockey players have to. Uh, Isn't that the weird thing? 
Yeah. Home games, you're all right. Yeah, that, and yeah, I don't know. People probably, and most people don't know this. They don't know that. But if you go to a game and you ask your friend for a ticket, people go, hey, you know, Lundquist. It's not the baseball month. where they get umpteen yeah, million they, tickets. Because they can't fill the stadiums. Yeah. Hockey arenas are tough. So when you ask me, hey, can you get me tickets to this hockey game? I'm like, the players actually have to pay for the way games. Yeah. Or you're paying for it. Or even COD. Always. And oh, by the way, I've done this. I've left tickets. Somebody said, hey, can you leave me tickets? I go, yeah, they're going to be COD. They'll be left. When you don't pay for them, they're charging me. Yeah. They're, you're, they're setting them out of their allotment and right. taking them off the books. If you don't pick them up and pay for them, I'm getting charged for them. <laughs> Do you hear this, guys? Everybody out there, we just want you to know this. This is <laughs> yes. really important. And I've been fucked by a couple people oh, for I'm thousands sure. of dollars because they didn't want to pay for their fucking tickets. <laughs> You know who you are, fuckers. You know who you are. <laughs> this has been real. Did you learn a lot, Ryan? I did. Lots you, of swearing. You, I apologize. You don't. We can believe it. My tender ears. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, I don't. I don't know how these podcasts work. I didn't know how real you wanted me to be, dude. This has been great. Uh, like, I think you're one of the best hockey players I've ever lived. You're you're a great friend. Even though I don't see a lot, I, I always think about you. When when do you think about me? When you're on the throne up there? <laughs> well, sometimes. Should I should I tell people that? This being the first time I've been invited to your house, uh, I had to christen your toilet. That's it. He walks in the house. I gave him a hug. Five seconds, I got a pinch of loaf. He walks up to my my bathroom, <laughs> my master. It's gone. It's just uh, the destroyed. The porcelain has been... Just destroyed. <laughs> but you know what? I do think of you. Here's how I think of you. Right now, as I'm interviewing you, I every day I look at Pronger. Your, your yes. jersey's always in right front there. of me. Here's to many more good years... For the both of us, your Bubba, Chris Pronger, 44. That jersey was given to me in 98, probably. Uh, That's the MVP jersey, dude. That was uh, 2000. And, and it's a real, was it? Yeah, 2000. But that's a real jersey. That's like you that's off your off back. back. There's yeah. markings of the yep. stick on it. Yep. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good one, man. I really appreciate that. So I do think of you. I, th- I think of you fondly. I know you and Lauren have a little business together, too. We do. Talk about that for a second. Uh, the company is called Well Inspired Travels. It is a, a luxury travel business, something that uh, I've been fortunate enough to do, and we've been fortunate enough to do as a family is travel and and go on these great trips. And now kids are a little bit older. You know, Lauren ultimately started it in the beginning and brought me on board. And I love to travel. I love seeing new places. I love how you feel when you're on vacation. You know, the happiness and joy that it can bring you. And, you know, coming from the injuries in different places that I've been, it, it kind of brings you back and, and re-energizes or revitalizes your mind and your body and spirit. Well, dude, where can they find you on the Instagram? I am at the Chris Pronger. Just on Instagram now. Yeah. And uh, at Well Inspired Travels is uh, our company. And Lauren can be Lauren, found on what Instagram? That's, at, that's hers. Well, that's ours. That's yours. We're together. You're together. Well, check that out. Listen, prompts. at wellinspiredtravels.com and at wellinspiredtravels. Yeah, Instagram. it's interesting stuff on Instagram. So check check that out, man. Chris Prong, I love you, buddy. Thanks for letting me uh, be inside of you. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.